Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Barbie dolls are more popular than ever. This therapist is going viral for explaining how your birth order might affect your personality. And we're talking about everything that happened at the Oscars with Christy Yandoli. It's April 26, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Shyla, you know, all I want to do is talk about the Oscars, especially since you led BuzzFeed's coverage of it last night. But I have to be patient because we've designated a, a whole interview to it. And I have so <laughs> many feelings. Oh, my gosh. Mostly positive, which is surprising, but also yeah. some definitely negative feelings yep, as well. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> okay, so first, we're going to start with Barbie sales absolutely skyrocketing recently. They've increased by nearly 50% in the past year, and one of the reasons might be representation. That representation, including more skin tones, body types, and hair textures on the doll, is being promoted on Instagram, where Barbie has more than 2.1 million followers. Mattel, the brand that makes Barbies, had their stock value go up on Friday over the announcement of increased sales. You know, I'm just really shocked that Barbie has so many followers. <laughs> I know that that's not the takeaway, but like, wow, am I surprised. 2.1 million. That's honestly good for Barbie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I get it. If Barbie was as big as it was when we were growing up and still is today, I mean, that makes sense. But you know what also makes sense? Uh, yeah, your sales are going to skyrocket if you have more representation. This immediately made me think of the recent New York Times opinion piece that was called Hollywood's anti-black bias costs it $10 billion a year. And it's like, yes, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> All of this makes sense. You know, I think about American Girl dolls and how you can literally get one custom made to look like you. And it's like, yeah, those dolls are super expensive and I'm sure they make a ton of money because people want something that looks like them. So the fact that Barbie is now having more and more dolls that look like people around them, I think that that's amazing. 
but meanwhile, let's let's talk about birth order and personality. Yes, please, Shiloh. <laughs> <laughs> so TikToker Tristan Colazzo, a licensed resident in therapy whose handle is Rise Thrive Repeat, started a viral series about birth order theory. Now, this theory was popularized by Austrian physician and psychiatrist Alfred Adler in the 20th century. But Colazzo says that there may be a kernel of truth to this theory. Families place unrealistic expectations on the eldest child, and because they are no longer the only child, they must adapt to change. In turn, they become perfectionists, people pleasers, and authoritative, yet extremely helpful. They learn to bear most of the responsibility. Can you relate? <laughs> can I relate? Yes, Shut I can. <laughs> we were both just attacked. <laughs> I'm just attacked nodding brutally. along like, yes, <laughs> that is me. <laughs> um, now, Colazzo spoke to BuzzFeed's Liz Richardson, and he was quick to point out that, quote, birth order alone does not determine personality. A variety of factors, including socioeconomic status, parental attitudes, gender roles, and social influences also contribute to the shaping of an individual's personality. But, you know, all that being said, I really feel like I just got dragged. <laughs> no, we did. It makes sense. I've been loving all this talk about, like, how, you know, I think I feel like we always knew that the older siblings, the responsible one and stuff like that. But it's nice to also hear about, like, other people talking about all the anxiety they have, yes, too. Yes, like the people pleasing yes. and the pressure, because that is me. <laughs> we were talking about it in our work chat. I don't remember if you were on that day, but someone else who is um, the oldest child, she was like, yeah, I've been helping get my parents the vaccine. Like, I'm the child that does that. Like, everything I, I'm helping do orchestrate this family. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Monday after the Oscars, which, you know, is my Super Bowl. So obviously, we've got to break down everything that happened last night. Now, that, of course, includes the incredibly awkward way that the show ended. Instead of concluding with Best Picture, as the show has done for decades, Best Actor was the final award of the night. We all assumed that was because Chadwick Boseman was going to win the award posthumously and that it would be a lovely moment. But nope, Anthony Hopkins won, and he wasn't even there to accept it. End of show. <laughs> It gets worse, Shyla. <laughs> ABC just released a statement responding to the backlash to Variety, which read in part, quote, it was a calculated risk that I think still paid off because everybody was talking about it. Um, uh, ew, gross, Shyla. That's the so worst gross. statement ever. <laughs> and, you know, so obviously we have feelings about it. To hash out everything that happened, we're joined by BuzzFeed News Entertainment reporter Christy Gandoli. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. So let's start with the moment everyone is talking about. The final award of the night, which is typically Best Picture, was actually Best Actor last night. And to be honest, everyone was disappointed when Anthony Hopkins won instead of Chadwick Boseman, including ABC. What did you think of their response to the backlash? You know, it felt, if I'm being honest, a little gross because we're talking about, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who died this past year very tragically from cancer at a very young age. He was already such a beloved actor in his community of actors and to the general public. So, you know, for them to say, like, we took a calculated risk 
yeah, it feels manipulative a little bit. And yeah, generally people were just disappointed, you know, with all due respect to Anthony Hopkins, who is an incredible actor and did a great job in The Father and is very old. And, you know, he released an Instagram video today where he also paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman. So, you know, it's nothing against Anthony Hopkins, but the Academy and ABC really built the entire show around the assumption that Chadwick Boseman was going to win and that that was the note they were going to end it on, which would have been very lovely and emotional. But the end of the show felt like it had a similarly chaotic energy a la like Moonlight La La Land debacle. Mm, big time. But yep. in the opposite kind of way. But but that's what blows my mind. It's just like, it was such a wild decision because guess what? It's still, if he had won and they had kept the order that they usually keep, it still would have been moving and special, you know? And then, and then we also would have ended on Chloe Zhao's speech, you know, which also would have been great. So it really did feel like they were using a black body and someone's awful illness for ratings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that was so gross. Um, but what's really funny is that there was nothing else to see. Like he didn't even show up. He wasn't even there. So it's like literally after they announced his name, it was like cut over end of show. There was nothing else to see, which I think is also really awkward that not only did they end on this, you know, but they ended with someone who wasn't even there to accept the award. <laughs> I thought that was also a weird thing for them to say when um, when ABC said, oh, we wanted to... The plan was not to end on someone who wasn't there to receive the award, but the phrasing of that is so uncomfortable because if, if Chadwick Boseman won the award he wouldn't have been there either. So I just feel like there was a different way to say that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I do know that his wife was there um, and she probably would have accepted on his behalf. But I also read that Olivia Coleman was supposed to accept for Anthony Hopkins. And I don't know what happened with that. The whole thing was just like, they were really trucking along. And then the last 15 minutes were just so rough. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, the phrase specifically calculated risk was just kind of like gross to me. I mean, I, I think technically speaking, I understand in terms of Chadwick won the SAG Award. He won the Golden Globe. You know, like people thought it was a given. Although Anthony Hopkins did win the BAFTA, which I guess is worth something. <laughs> it's worth noting in the future. You know, that's interesting too, is just like not only how the award show like, you know, handled it, but just the actual upset of his win in general, just like no one thought he would win. I haven't seen The Father. Who has seen The Father? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think people were shocked. It had a very chaotic energy. It almost felt so disappointingly fitting for such a chaotic, weird award season. Like, award season might be important to me and you and, you know, people who pay attention to this stuff, like, every year for work or for fun or for whatever reason. But given the pandemic and a lot of other really important things, going on this year like award season just felt kind of weird and silly and strange and you know it was hard to get excited we weren't going to the movies there's a million reasons that it was just such a weird year I mean I saw all the movies but like I have to <laughs> but but you know for most people it's kind of like yeah a, a weird end to a weird season of award shows that mostly happened over Zoom and if they didn't happen over Zoom they were still kind of like 
no one's watching. Like the ratings in general all year for all of these award shows, even the Grammys, which people liked more than they typically like the Grammys this year, like no one's watching. So that decline has been a thing for a bit, but especially this year, it's like, how could you tell people to even care when there are so many other things to care about, quite frankly? All right, we'll be right back to talk about, well, all of the other moments that happened last night. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission. Clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres. And this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Christy Andoli about everything that happened at the Oscars last night. Now, the other not-so-great moment that's getting a lot of attention was the In Memoriam segment. It feels like they got it wrong again. They notably left out Jessica Walter, and people were understandably upset. How did they manage to mess this up again, but like they do every year? Or is this is there just no way to please everyone? Um... You know, don't make me defend like ABC executives, <laughs> but I but I will say like it probably is a difficult feat to appease everyone in this kind of moment. But of course, there probably is like a respectful, nice way to do this. I was reading about ABC's response to the in memoriam, and um, they said that when they were looking at the show as a whole, and they were trying to cut time and see where they were going to cut time and where they weren't, and given the fact that there wasn't a live orchestra this year or a a performance, I I should say, they just chose a song and put everything to the track of that song. They kind of worked backwards. They said that they picked a song and then made everything else fit into those parameters. 
Okay, Christy, but do you know what they could have cut? We could have cut the debut moment with Glenn Close. We could have cut that. I, think I don't that know. Was that about was really a highlight minutes. for me, Casey. <laughs> that is such a polarizing moment from last night. People either love it or hate it. Like it really, and I think I'm the only person in the universe who feels indifferent about it. I'm kind of like, why? Why? I mostly feel why about it. No, that's That's correct. I was reading about that also, and ABC said that Glenn Close knew she was going to be asked about that song, but but um, <laughs> but the, the dance moves were allegedly impromptu, so you know there's there's that. Uh, but also the timing situation, it just is so interesting. It's like to your point, what gets cut, what doesn't, and like the reason behind those decisions. That's also, I learned why people were allowed to talk for as long as they wanted in their acceptance speeches was because they weren't sure how long or how short the show was going to be given all of the other things they cut. They cut out previews or clips of the different movies that they normally show. So then according to the ABC executive, they were like, oh, well, if we cut that, if we cut the In Memoriam and all these other things, like maybe the show's going to be too short. LOL. I don't think any viewer would be like too short. <laughs> I think they would be like, it was three hours. Still. Right. No, it was I three mean, and a half hours. It was three it's a full Lord hours. of the Rings movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have advertisers, which is, you know, which is why it has to probably be three hours, but yeah, no one, none of us would complain like, Oh, it only was two hours, but that's why they let people talk for as long as they wanted to, because they were like, Oh, we're not sure if the show is going to be too short or not. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Christy, I want to move on. I was just about to say like, you know, let's talk about like the better moments of the night. And this one is such a double edged sword for me and a lot of people. It's a really great moment. And it's also really sad that we're celebrating first like this or seconds, but you know, for some of the groundbreaking moments, we had Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson, who won for Best Makeup and Hair Design and are the first Black women to do so. And then we had the Best Director win, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, who is only the second woman ever to win. What did you think of her moment? And what do you think of all these firsts and seconds? I, you know, I agree with everything you just said. It's exciting and it's celebratory because you have to take note of those moments when they happen because it is groundbreaking. But how annoying that in 2021, this is groundbreaking. So I agree. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, it's so crazy to think that we're still having these conversations. And on the one hand, I was happy that the show kind of like started with that momentum. Like it kind of made you feel hopeful, like all of these firsts and all of this awesome representation and inclusion happening in the Academy that for so long we've rightfully criticized. And then it kind of ended on like a a note that didn't maintain that like momentum, I feel like, but yeah, it's great. It's exciting. You know, I was tuned into the virtual press zoom which normally happens in person. This year I was on my couch watching on Zoom with my camera all the way off. (laughs) But I was listening to the winners and, you know, there was a lot of commentary from women and people, yeah, I think it was mostly women who won firsts last night or seconds or whatever in Oscars history. And there was a lot of conversation about like, Yes, this is great, but this is great because it just means an exciting future for other women and other women of color who hopefully can continue, like hopefully this won't be a big deal anymore was the gist of a lot of the speeches backstage, which obviously I think we all hope that eventually it won't be a big deal, but unfortunately 
right now it is. So I feel like we can, all of these things can be true. We can celebrate and mark these moments in history and also like onward and upward. Let's just keep it, keep it going. So, you know, the Oscars are the biggest award show and, you know, it's, it's been a little bit longer. We've waited 14 months um, since last year, but even with all of that, like you said, viewership has been way down. And according to Variety, it's 58% lower than what it was in 2020. So given all of that, I guess my last question is, how would you grade last night's show? What am I grading? Like A, B, C, D, E, F? Or like... Yeah, let's go with that classic old school. <laughs> oh, no. I you could throw know. some minuses in there if you want to. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know, it was bad. <laughs> but it was it was bad. But I'm gonna... But I don't know how it could have been better, like, in the pandemic. Like, I think the fact that they pulled anything off was, like good in all honesty i'm gonna be a little nice and be like c plus that's <laughs> I love it. wow i was gonna say it's, b minus <laughs> no you're I, too nice shyla <laughs> c plus b minus i i mean i say like a for effort for sure but the fact that they pulled it off in person i know that steven sonberg said something like what did he say? He made fun of like Zooms and like how he was not going to do it virtually. So they pulled it off, but overall like disappointing and weird and strange. So C plus. <laughs> C, plus. <laughs> C plus it is then. There we go. Well, Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, if you also felt personally attacked by Tristan's explanation of what older siblings are like, we feel you deeply. <laughs> very deeply. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia. Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional basketball <laughs> players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.